of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Can we find something a little bit more upbeat for Tim Alcorn? I mean, this seriously. This is cool, man. No, this is cool. Hey, you went to go see The Temptations. Can't we get something upbeat? I don't know, man. I If if I had like a walk-up song, I, I would this? love this as my walk-up. Are you kidding no me? Way he, no way he would choose this. All right, let's see. Let's ask him because he's on right. the hotline right now. He is the radio voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers. Tim Alcorn, if you had a walk-up song for baseball or every time you came on the radio, what would Tim Alcorn's walk-up song be? Here we go. <laughs> Ain't too proud to beg. Told you. <laughs> really? <laughs> Brian, book it. All right, next time he's on and when we go to break today, ain't too proud to beg as we close out our interview uh, with Tim Tootsie Alcorn. Or, or maybe we'll call him uh, Tim Motown Alcorn. All right, oh, there yeah. you go. That, that's there the way maybe we should introduce him. I told you. Hey, look, some you. temptations. Perfect. Yeah, all right, you got that, uh, Toots. We'll, we'll get that working uh, at the end of this interview. And every time you come on from now on, thanks for joining us today. And. I told JT, you know, we were talking in the open, and we skipped right past the Cavaliers because, well, it wasn't a close game. They didn't have to rally to come back and win. They blew somebody out last night, Tim. Uh, a nice breather, if you will, of a game last night. Boy, no doubt about it. Uh, it was interesting because uh, the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse crowds this year have just been extraordinary. Cavs with the best home record in the NBA at 15-2. and but it never got to that roaring level last night because, as you said, uh, the Cavs just kind of took control early and were up 18 at the half and 19 at the end of three and cruised home to the win. Believe me, it got loud. There was some cheering going on, but you didn't have that huge fourth-quarter comeback or the big shots down the stretch where that place really ignites. But, hey, a win's a win, and we'll take a breather once in a while, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, nice to have those on occasion, uh, and you don't have to, you know, stress in the fourth quarter. You can sit some guys a little bit early. JT and I were talking yesterday, Tim. I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to go for 40 against his former mates, not because, uh, you know, he has any ill will towards them. Just a lot of times when you play uh, your former team for the first time, right, uh, you want to show them what they're, they're missing, and maybe they, uh, you know, shouldn't have made the deal that uh, they made for you. Uh, it looked like in that first quarter he was on his way, and then the blowout happened. Is that what uh, kind of slowed him down then? Yeah, and he also picked up uh, some foul. Uh, he was sitting for quite a while, and actually that's a good sign that he was sitting and the Cavs extended the lead. Uh, so often when Donovan sits down or DG or both, uh, you'll see that lead kind of just flatten out, or sometimes uh, they'll lose the lead. So. Uh, as much as fans want to see Donovan Mitchell, and I agree with you, Kenny. I thought he was going to go off for a huge game last night. But uh, to see him on the bench uh, and the Cavs extend the lead and push it into double digits and never look back, uh, that's actually a good sign. That's a nice rest, too. And I heard J.B. Bickerstaff speak a little bit about it. And, you know, we didn't need him. We were pulling away anyway. Great rest. Let's move on to Milwaukee. 
Uh, Tim, I want to ask you about the fan response the last couple of days anyway. J.R. Smith was there. Had to be electric. Uh, what about the fan response with marketing, Clarkson, even Colin Sexton, even though he didn't play? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a warm reception for those guys. Uh, I felt bad that Sexton couldn't play, and I mentioned that last night during the broadcast because I'll never have a ill word to say about Colin Sexton. That Sexton, that guy just worked so hard while he was here, and, and really, through no fault of his own, uh, the team just didn't get to the level uh, that they've been able to get to last year in this season, though, while he was a, a full-time player. Last year he was hurt so early. So uh, I'm sure he would have gotten a very warm reception. Lowry Markadon did. Even Jordan Clarkson did. Uh, you forget he was here for part of three seasons. So mm-hmm. uh, And before the game and after the game, so many hugs and handshakes uh, between those guys. And, of course, uh, Donovan Mitchell with guys that he knew from Utah. So, uh, you know, you forget it's a fraternity. It's a pretty mm-hmm. tight bond with these NBA players. And as much as they scratch and claw and compete uh, in between those lines, uh, they're pretty tight-knit uh, when you get away from the actual 40 minute, 48 minutes of basketball. And you saw that last night. Tim, now don't get me wrong. I love having Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a beast, a candidate for MVP. I didn't like having to give up Lowry Markinen. Um, was was that the key part to that deal that they wouldn't make without getting Markin in, in Utah? Well, I don't know if Lowry was a, a deal breaker. I mean, at some point you had to give up a, a frontline player, and I'm not saying that Colin Sexton wasn't that, but you got to remember he barely played last year. He mm-hmm. was hurt so early on in the season that he really wasn't part of that 44 win total. So. You know, if you're Utah, you're saying, okay, we're getting Colin Sexton, who really didn't play much last year. We're getting a rookie in Abaji that, again, he was highly touted, but he's mm-hmm. never played an NBA game. We've got to have something and somebody uh, that, demonst- you know, demonstrably can play. And so uh, Lowry Marketin proved to be that guy. Believe me, uh, the Cavaliers hated to give up Lowry, mm-hmm. number one. Uh, great guy, terrific player, but he comprised that big three in the front court and Nobody in the NBA had an answer for it, but you have to give up something to get something, and it turned out to be Lowry Markman. Tim, has he surpassed your expectations in Utah? He has me. I didn't think he would have a better season than he had last year, and it was the perfect time to trade him. Egg on my face. I'm wrong. Uh, he has, you know, basically led them in scoring from the get-go and is one of the reasons they're above 500. Has he surpassed maybe your expectations there in Utah so far? Yes, he has, and I, and I think he has surpassed their expectations. Uh, I don't think mm. anybody thought Lowry mm. was going to do what he's done with the Utah Jazz. But uh, as Lowry said last night before the ball game, I thought it was pretty interesting. He said his year here in Cleveland really developed him uh, and helped in his game. So. He was ready to elevate it to another notch, and uh, he has done that with the Utah Jazz. To your point, Kenny, he has been outstanding yeah. uh, through the first third of the season for them. Timmy, what's the deal with Dean Wade? When might we see him back? I think he might be back uh, towards the first of the year. There's no definitive timetable on that. He had a shoulder issue. Uh, you know, as they always do, the Cavs are certainly going to proceed with caution and uh, make sure he's 100% ready to go. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a real long thing. I know they had talked about uh, late December, early January, and I would think it's still that timeline. 
Tim Alcorn, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show, outstanding play-by-play voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers. You hear him uh, all the time right here on WHBC, along with Sweets Jim Jones uh, calling the action. And I'm looking at the the numbers: 21 and 11 overall through 32 games. You mentioned NBA best 15 and two at home, but six and nine on the road, Timmy. For a guy that travels with the team and sees every game either courtside or pretty uh, much up close, can you pinpoint a difference from road Cavaliers versus home Cavaliers? I think it's a mentality, guys. I think young players have to learn how to win on the road, and especially if you have a lead, how to close on the road. And if you look at some of those road losses, uh, they came – early in the season when the Cavs had that five-game losing streak and they let some games slip away on the road late. I think it's it's learning how to close and just bringing a tougher mentality because as much as we're comfortable at home, uh, so are the other teams. Now, maybe they, they may not have a 15-2 and two record, uh, but they're comfortable at home. And so you're going into a hostile environment. Cavs kind of wear a target on their back now. They're one of three teams in the NBA with 20 or more wins. So... Uh, all of a sudden, they're going to get every team's best shot. Uh, and the other thing that they've done on the road, uh, they, they put themselves in a hole early. They'll rally, they'll come back, they'll take the lead, and then they don't close. So you've got to have a fast start on the road. You've got to come out and kind of weather it early on and keep yourself within striking distance. And then coming down the stretch, that mental toughness of closing out games. And I think they'll get there. I don't think there's any doubt. They'll go through some of those lumps, and then uh, by the end of the year, they're going to be winning some tough games on the road. All right, so if you had to pick one or the other in this, Tim, and in watching, again, I'm watching from a distance, and uh, or I'm listening to you driving back, you know, so I, I missed some of the first quarter or second quarter action. Um, with their losses, is it more lack of physicality for the Cavaliers when they lose, or is it, lack of mental focus and maybe taking a team seriously thinking out, we can just turn it on late in the game and and, uh, we'll come back and win it. We don't have to go uh, balls to the wall from uh, the opening tip. I don't know if it's an either or Kenny. I I think there is a, the mental aspect of the game that I just touched upon, especially when you're on the road. Uh, I also think the Cavaliers are a different team when Jared Allen's not in that lineup and, uh, they, they lost several games when Jared wasn't out there. And I know mm. the backcourt gets so much ink and so much pub, as they should. It's an elite all-star backcourt, and Evan Mobley's an outstanding player. The sky's the limit. But Jared Allen, to me, guys, is kind of the glue that holds it all together. The team plays better when Jared is on the floor, especially at the defensive end. And so there were some games in there. I don't know if I would say lack of physicality uh, where they weren't physical enough without Jared, but his presence was definitely missed. So uh, to answer your question, Ken, I think it's a, a little bit of both. I think you know, physicality may not be the right word, but without Jared out there, they're a different team. And the mental aspect of it, I think that's very true. Just that toughness of learning how to win on the road, and I think that'll come. One thing we know at home, you're not going to lose too many games when you shoot 61%, 58% from three. What a game that was last night. And, Tim, three games into a six-game, I believe, homestand, how much better does this shooting get when they're you know, more familiar, you know, sleeping in your own bed, playing at home? Maybe you're catching Milwaukee at the right time. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. There's, there's a real comfort level. 
with being at home. You know the floor, you know the arena, you know your locker. You're going to go home and sleep in your own bed. There's a lot to be said for that. And, and obviously, you know, nearly 20,000 people roaring their approval at everything that you're doing. So you feed off that. And uh, the Cavs players to a man will tell you that they feed off that. They love playing at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So uh, there's certainly something to be said as far as both the comfort level and the energy level that the fans at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse bring. And then to you, to your point, JT, uh, Milwaukee's coming in here tomorrow night. I think it's a barometer game. I do. I, you, you look at Milwaukee yeah. tomorrow, and uh, Brooklyn has really turned things around. They're playing well on Monday. Uh, those are two games where you say, okay, let's use these as some measuring sticks. Now, again, there are 50 games to be played starting tomorrow. There's a lot of basketball. But let's see where we stack up against these two teams. The Bucks got us twice at their place. Uh, let's see if we can turn the tide here tomorrow night at home. They have full strength now, Milwaukee? Should be. I know Middleton uh, has been questionable. He's really had a tough season. I think he's only played in hmm. seven games. But uh, I haven't read the injury report yet today. I'm oh. on my way back home right now. I'll get to it when I get to the house. But, yeah, I think uh, I think for the most part, they're going to be healthy and ready to go. Timmy, did you go to shoot? Was there a shoot-around today, and did any of the guys talk today? No. No, no okay. I, uh, the guys went down there and kind of got a, a light workout in, but there really wasn't a practice or any sort okay. of media availability. All right, because I'm just wondering. I just looked it up, and I thought I was, you know, right, but I wanted to make sure. Milwaukee handled them pretty good, both games in Milwaukee. 15-point losses, right? You mentioned Correct. barometer. I'm thinking the same thing. Do you think they're thinking, is JB thinking that? Is Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland thinking, okay, we got them at home. Uh, they uh, handled us two times convincingly. Let's show them uh, how far we've come. Do you think the, the players and the coaching staff are looking at it that way? Well, I don't know if they would admit that in a, in a media availability. We'll find right. that out tomorrow. Uh, I don't think for Milwaukee it's a barometer game. They know where they are. They won the championship two years ago. They know they're an elite team in the league. For them, it's almost more of a statement game. Like, hey, you know, you're you're the young pups coming up, but uh, we've won this thing. We know what it's all about. So um, they may look at it from that perspective. And I'm not saying the Cavs have to win to use it as a measuring stick. I'm just saying let's go toe-to-toe, as you said. Uh, they got us pretty handily both times in Milwaukee. Let's see how we can battle this team here at home. And, you know, whether you come up short or whether you win the thing, but kind of see how we measure up against one of the best teams in the NBA. All right, we're, we're going to play a couple of highlights of you calling uh, some action. And, and JT and I, um, uh, we're going to pick our favorite of these two calls uh, from Tim Alcorn uh, during a game here. Brian, uh, not let's fair. go with I like them all. Uh, t- I like them all, Timmy. No, Don't no, believe no, him. He has he has favorites. Trust right. me when I tell you that. Go ahead. Um, all right, go ahead, Brian. Play play the first cut. Oh, no, but he got fouled as he tried to convert with the left hand right there. And Lowry got whacked as he went in <laughs> towards the hoop. <laughs> All right, so there's there's the one we asked you to yep. do last year, the whacked, but mm-hmm. it might have been surpassed by this uh, part of a play-by-play goal. Go, go ahead, Brian. Sweet. No, 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 no. My favorite is Holy Mobley. Oh, that's have you one. trademarked okay. that yet? Funny you ask that. No, I'll just leave it at that because I've had some people ask me the same question. We need T-shirts, Timmy. Holy Mobley. 
<laughs> hey, do we have yeah. your permission to trademark that and beat you to the punch, and then we'll give you a percentage? What do you think? Timmy, you better get moving, man. We're off the air at 7. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, if I see Holy Mobley with WHBC. <laughs> hey, Sweet. Timmy. I like the sweet one right there, though. That, you sounded like that dude from the Dr. Pepper commercial. You're going to be doing Dr. Pepper commercials soon. Little sweet. Little sweet Tim Alcorn. You know, big sweet. Things, He'll yeah, be big honestly, sweet. I don't script these things. I don't plan them. I just pop out, and I was like, that was a sweet move. Sweet. <laughs> we loved it. I told Brian you got to grab that. Hey, save that for when we have Timmy, Tootsie on, man. If you like that, you're going to love this. Hit it, Brian. Let's go! Fired up! Cavaliers basketball. Too bad we're not playing Detroit tonight, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, well, man, if you're playing Detroit, you get some Davenport, Dobbs, Supreme, oh, yeah. Smokey, all of them. That's great, great music. Outstanding stuff. Uh, we appreciate the time, uh, as always. Keep up the sweet work you're doing there uh, on the radio. And uh, we've got a, a lawyer listener. Uh, we're going to call him as soon as you hang up with us to trademark Holy Mobley and get that working, Timmy. <laughs> I'll cut you in on the deal. How's that? Yeah, we'll, and no, we'll cut you in on the deal. Our lawyers are going to beat you to the punch. <laughs> All right, well, listen, to you and everybody in the Canton area, hey, Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, there's nobody I'd rather talk to than the best pick-and-roll combo in Canton and Kenny and JT. Thanks, Timmy. Right back Thanks, to you, sir. and go Bills. There you go. <laughs> He's fired up. He had a good Saturday night. Cavs win, Bills win. He was hey, all fired up. Tim Alcorn, go to a Buffalo Bills game and throw snowballs at the referee. No, no, no. Uh-uh. no he, he's calm that way. You just yell at him. Sweet. <laughs> it's Kenny and JT on WHBC. Sweet. <laughs>